Blessings to you, my friend. This is Pastor McGee with Empowerment Ministries Christian Center, and you're listening to Empower the City Podcast. I pray today that your hearts are blessed, minds renewed, and you are infused with the passion to serve God like never before. Blessings to you, and enjoy the message. In the book of Matthew, chapter number 25, starting at verse number 14, this is a familiar passage of scripture that I've ministered many times, but um, there's just some stuff, man. Uh, that God challenged me with to give to you guys today, I think think it's going to be an extreme blessing. So let's make our declaration of faith. If you have your Bible or your electronic device, lift it above your head. Somebody shout, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer and not just a hearer. And my life, come on, everybody, and my life is the better. After hearing, obeying. And applying a word from the Lord. Matthew chapter number 25, starting at verses number 14. This is Jesus, by the way, uh, giving this particular parable. And he says, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his, somebody shout, his goods. His goods. And unto one he gave five talents to another two. And to another one to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Now, press pause for a second. A talent is a lifetime wage. It's, it's, so the servant, like the one that he gave one, he literally gave him enough money for his lifetime. So, so if you can imagine a guy um, working from age 20 to 62, I think that's the retirement age, Jesus gave him enough money for his his entire lifetime. Somebody shout, that's a blessing. Sounds like a pretty generous master, but there's something I want to highlight and kind of lift out of the text that seems mm, generous but yet unfair. Because why you give one one, another two, another five? Well, it's his money. Well, I understand it's his money, but why you you do that? Because if I'm the one-talent guy, I'm trying to figure out how I can get two. If I'm the two, anybody with me? (laughs) If I'm the two-talent guy, I'm trying to figure out how I can get five. So the scripture goes on to says, then he had, then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. Father, now in Jesus' name, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity to pour into your people. Thank you, God, for ministering to me this word. Bless, bless me, bless the word as I release it to them in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, so we've been in the middle of this series um, simply called Matters of the Heart, dealing with God's heart when it comes to our finances. We're not just talking about money and what you should do, what you shouldn't do with money. But in essence, we're highlighting what God's heart is concerning money. And on last week, we, we lifted this scripture in Psalms 24 and 1, uh, where the Bible declares the earth is, who does it belong to, y'all? The earth is who, y'all? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So we simply said that everything we actually call ours belongs to him. So the car that I drive was, was made from God's metal. They come from the crust of the earth. The house that I call mine was framed from wood that came from trees that God made. Um, the, the, the many colors of shoes that Brother Jeff has. 
<laughs> Jeff told me he got more shoes than his wife. <laughs> the plastic and the rubber came from, it came from, somebody shouted, it all came from God. So Psalms 115:16 says, the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but, now this is good news because everything belongs to him, but the Bible declares, but the earth hath he given to the children of men, simply saying, God owns all that he has created, but blesses humanity with portions, somebody shout portions, with portions for the purpose of faithful stewarding. So God owns everything. He, he owns, he owns everything. So, so like in, like, like in my house, um, when I get ready to Christmas, I'll give the kids a certain amount of money to go out and buy presents. And I'll give Greg usually more than I give Charity, Charity more than I give Teresa. Teresa and Nate, sometimes they get the same thing. So, so God, he gives, he gives a portion to each of us. Now, now here, here's the deal. Um, now, that kind of makes sense because Greg is the oldest. He's 17, uh, Charity is 13, Teresa 9, Nate 5. So that kind of makes sense. But st stand up, sir, stand up. This don't make sense. I'm a grown man like he a grown man. I love Jesus like he loved Jesus. So why does it seem like sometimes God is unfair giving him more than what he gives? So, so here, here's the question. Here's the question I have. How can I give more? How, I, I want, does anybody in here want more? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm in the right house. Praise the Lord. Because sometimes, 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 um, my, wife's, my wife's grandmother, too funny, my wife's grandmother, this was years ago, uh, they were in Philadelphia, uh, and my wife went into a lingerie spot, and, um, and, and her grandmother said, what you doing in here? Your husband a preacher. He don't want that. <laughs> I said, the devil is alive. <laughs> so, no, 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 seriously. Some, sometimes, sometimes people look at me as a preacher, as a man of God, and when it comes to material things, they feel as though that I should have this, um, I guess, monastic mindset that, you know, I don't want anything that adds value naturally or what, but, but that's, not, that's not the case. It's not the case at all. Um, when it comes to material things, now I'm not discussing motive necessarily because you should have a good motive. Is that right? But I'm just saying in general, your boy wants more. I want to be a five-talent dude, not a two, not a, not a one. So I pose the question, I want more. How can I get it, though? And what I'm getting ready to share with you guys today, man, and this is some, whoo, man, this, this has been such a blessing to me as God has ministered to me and as he's shown me some things over the... I don't know how many years that, that I've been serving him, some things that he's been teaching me and not knowing that he was teaching me. So when it comes to this place of somebody shout more, we know this very well. One of the ways to obtain more is to, by simply becoming a generous giver. Now, now I believe that. And, and when I put this slide up there, I almost, matter of fact, when I first started this series, I almost wanted to, wanted to start it with an apologetic attitude. Like, I'm sorry, y'all, we having to talk about money. But I started thinking about that thing. Pastor McGee, what have you taught this year, period, that haven't benefited the people in some form or fashion? So why should you apologize for teaching something that's going to bless their lives? Come on. So I, I really do believe that when it comes to being a generous giver, the end game is that you get blessed 
forgiven. Is, is that right? So, so just a couple of texts, just a couple of texts. Luke chapter number six, verses number 38 says, give and it shall be what, y'all? And it shall be, I love it, good measure. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of my wife's purse when she's trying to put more stuff in it when we sneak in food in the movies. <laughs> Y'all pray for us. Because <laughs> you know what she do? She take her purse. She take it together, shake it together. She press it down. <laughs> so it can run over. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. God is still working on my heart. Malachi chapter number 3, verses 10 says, Bring ye what, y'all? All the tithes into the storehouse. Give it. And if that happens, he says, I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. Somebody shout, giving works, man. It works, it works. Genesis chapter number 26, 12. I love this. The Bible declares, Isaac, he sold in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold return. I believe that giving works. So if you, were to, if you were to pose the question, Pastor, I want to be the five-talent guy. I want more from God. How can I get more? I would definitely talk about giving because, and my son, y'all pray for Greg Jr. because he, he one of the ones, he ain't got it yet, y'all. You talking about one of the stingiest jokers in the world. I went to his basketball game yesterday. Now, I give him money. Greg got, Greg got money. His siblings want to borrow from him. I want to borrow from him because <laughs> Craig got money. So we had a game yesterday. He come up to me to me. I said, hey, Pop, you got $5 for me? $5? <laughs> what you need? I said, you got money. He said, well, I ain't got no cash. Ah, <laughs> uh, y'all pray for this household. Praise, pray. So, um... I, I believe in giving, but, but watch this. I, I want, I want y'all to just kind of walk with me just for a second because I want to challenge you with something. Um, you guys have heard me tell this story years ago. Uh, my graduation night from high school, it was like 1 or 2 in the morning. I don't know what was up with the old man, but he just wanted to have a heart-to-heart. -heart. It's like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. We're sitting at the kitchen table, and um, he says to me, Son, I need to tell you something. He said, there are three areas in my life I've literally struggled all my life. And um, you guys have heard that story. You just hadn't heard the three areas. Um, but I'm going to tell you one of them. I'll tell you, well, I'm going to tell you one today. And one of the areas he said he struggled all of his life was in his finances. Now, I heard him, but I didn't really embrace that because it, it didn't make sense to me because, again, I, I've been saved for a while and when it comes to giving, when it comes to tithing, I've been doing that since I got, I, when I was five years old, I was cutting grass like this. And Pop would pay me $10 a day. I should report him. $10 and, and, so, and so he would ask me after church Sunday, he wouldn't tell me what to give. He would ask me, did I give? And then after asking me, did I give? He wanted to know what I gave. And one of the things that was always required was for me, number one, to tithe, number two, to give an offering above my tithe. That was just, so I've been doing that all my life. So I couldn't really embrace a guy that's been a giver 
all of his, all of my life saying that he struggled. And then to balance that, I didn't understand because, I mean, I mean, look, my, my, my sisters and I, we really did live a blessed life. It was nothing really we longed for. Um, out of all my group of friends, I was the one, first one with the car. My buddies, they borrowed money from me because Pop, he just had it. So watch this. I saw a giver, and I also saw what it looks like to be a recipient of the blessings because of your give, giving. But Pop's come to me, and he says, this area I've struggled all my life. In essence, he's saying, yes, I am a giver. Yes, I've received blessings from giving, but I know I haven't maximized all that God has given me, and he could have given me more, but he didn't. Because there's another side when it comes, if, if we're going to rightfully answer this question, how can, how can I become the five talent guy? How can I receive more? There's more than just you releasing it out of your hand. There's another side of it, and it's simply called wise stewardship. Now, now, now watch this, because this is, I can't, di stewardship is a subject. I want to extrapolate just one topic out of this subject. So why stewardship is the, the, the broad umbrella, but, but the one bullet point that I want to highlight under why stewardship is simply this, diligent financial tracking. Diligent financial tracking. Now, I, I just need y'all to roll with me just for a second because I got a couple of questions for you, and uh, I ain't trying to get in your business. <laughs> this is stuff God gave me, so I'm just giving it to you. So here's, here's, the, here's the first question. Um, how much money do you make? Th th just, just think, you don't have to answer a lot. Some of y'all like, not enough. <laughs> I feel you. How much money do, do, you actually, do you actually make? Here's the second question. How much money has God channeled through your hands this year? No, 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 we ain't even talking about your regular salary. We're talking about birthday money. <laughs> We're talking about... <laughs> Hair you bought and you bought too much and you sold it to your friend for more than what you paid for it. <laughs> we we talking about extra money. We talking about the side jobs under the table that you got money. How think think how much money has God funneled through your hands? Here, here we go. How much money has God channeled through your hands in your working lifetime? Since you got, I need y'all to hear this. Since you got your first job, how many of y'all started working at the age of 13? 13? How many? 14. Somebody said, I wish I was. Who said that? <laughs> Lord Jesus. <laughs> 14, where you at? 14. 15, where you at? 16, where you at? 17, where you at? Anything after that, you spoiled. <laughs> you had it too easy. <laughs> Some of y'all, I, I still ain't working. No, it's okay. Now, the reason I pose this question, because I, I told y'all, um, and this is not being braggadocious or nothing like this, but this is my gift set. I'm a prophetic teacher. That simply means not only do I break down what the scripture says, I wait to hear what God is saying about this particular text or what he's saying about the service before I go into action. And I literally, I wanted to put, I wanted to put God under it because I heard God say this. This is what God spoke to me. He says, I want my people to see what I have done for them. And this is why some of our prayer lives are off because we literally can't go to God with the true spirit of thanksgiving 
because we have no record of what he actually did. We don't know how much actually came in. We just looking and saying it ain't enough. And we, we can't even say, God, thank you for because there's no written record. So, so watch this. This is so good. This is so good. Um, how much have you received? And here's a more important question. What percentage system do you use to allocate what you receive? Whew. So my kids come to me from time to time and they say, Dad, can, can you give me money for this? And I say, I don't have it. Now, my kids, especially the older ones, Charity and Greg, they're looking at me like, you lying. <laughs> but the reason I'm able to say it with clear conscience is because the bag that that money holds for those type of activities is empty. <laughs> it's not that I don't have money. The money percentage that's allocated for those type of activities, we out for this month. So we ain't, because if you, ooh, because if you ain't careful, you will start, the, as, as my old, the old folks would say, you will start robbing Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> and you'll do that so much that you'll get in trouble, not just with Paul, but Peter and whoever else you have to steal from now just to pay Peter so you can keep paying Paul. There's some, there's sometimes Paul asking and you like, Paul, I just ain't got it. But what about Peter money? That's Peter money, not you. Okay, so, so, so I need y'all, ooh, I need y'all to hear y'all boy this place. Because this message right here is going to bless your socks off with your shoes still on. Watch this. Because I grew up with my father's model being a giver, being a generous giver, that's, all, that's always been a part of me. Sowing seeds, giving, I'm going to do that. But I learned something else. Not just the more you give, the more effective your percentage system is, the more God gives you. I'm going to let that marinate just for a moment. Not just the more you give, but the more effective your management system is of money, this principle literally can be applied to every area of your life. When it comes to this particular, look, look, just, just look around you, just look around you, look around you, look around you, look around you, okay? All the people that you see, <laughs> all the people that y'all, you see, these folk went here five years ago. This number of people went here five years ago. You know why? Because I had a lower, I had capped my people management system. Because church growth is not just based on good preaching. God asked a question, if I place her there in that ministry, do you have systems and structures in place to minister to her needs? That's why I had to broaden my leadership scope and give up some of my influence because I couldn't personally touch everybody that God was giving me. But if I lay hands on 12, the 12 will feed the 5,000. 
So when it comes to finances, it's not just give and receive. That's one, that's one element of the blessed life. The other element is God says the more, the more effective that I see you stewarding, the more I give you. Let me show you. I, I just want to go, just go, watch this. Matthew 25, 15. And unto one he gave how many, y'all? He gave five. And then to another, how many did he give? It seems unfair. And then another one he gave how many? Just one. Why you do that? This is why I did it. To every man according to what he could handle. I blessed him based on what he was able to handle. So it's not necessarily a fair system, but it is a just system. And I'm telling you today, God blesses you not just based on what you give. He blesses you based on what you're able to handle. And some of you guys right now, you sitting back and you saying, if God would give me more, then I would do this and I would do that and I'd do this. And God looking at what you got right now and saying, no, you ain't going to do that if I give you more because what I've given you already, you ain't doing it with it. So, so, so watch this, watch this. I hear socks just, just. <laughs> Woo. Watch this. I got a hypothesis that I want to proof text. I got a hypothesis I want to proof text. And this is my hypothetical statement. Is that the right? Hypothetical. Thank you. You've been hired. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Um, here it is. God blesses general, generous givers but he greatly blesses wise stewards. Amen. <laughs> he blesses people that give. <sighs> but there's a greater blessing reserved for people who know how to faithfully steward what he gives. Now watch this. Luke chapter number 6, verse number 38 I've missed this for years. Give and it shall be what, y'all? All right, stand, stand up, sir. Stand up, stand up. Stand up. Brother Jones, can you, can you stand? Come on. I know them bones ain't what they used to be. <laughs> just, just stand here, just stand here. Stand here, all right. When I looked at Luke chapter number six, verse number 38, I just saw one person but it's more than one brother in the text. <laughs> so God says to you, give. Go ahead, go give. Give, give, there it is. Give it away. There it is. <laughs> Girl, he gave you a car. <laughs> now that's a blessing. <laughs> so how many of you guys sometimes it's a challenge to give? Let's be honest. I'm gonna raise both hands. Because that's time, man, God tells me, now, for, for me, this is just great. When it comes to tithing, I mean, it's just, you know, I, don't, I never calculate that. But sometimes God asks me, and it ain't just an offering. He, he just asks for something significant. And I'd be like, Jesus, is that you? <laughs> Watch this. Show me a sign. <laughs> but, but watch this. There's a blessing in giving. Do you? You will y'all receive. Okay. So, so give, give. And the scripture says, if he gives, <laughs> he said, I don't gave it all, Jesus. I'm empty, Lord. I'm empty. So, give and it shall, 
God promises is if you give, it's going give, to be given back to you. How? Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Oh. Here's the second person that I didn't see. God challenges him to give. And according to his obedience, there is another man in the text. And this man that's in the text, God has not only given him enough to meet his needs, he gives him enough resources to meet other people's needs. The baby said amen. The baby know where I'm going. Now watch this. In this text, who do you think the blessed person is? Because I always thought the first person was the blessed person because if you give, it shall be given. How? Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. But the real blessed person is, is the person that God trusts with an abundance of wealth who knows they know how to manage it. And whenever God says, give it, This brother doesn't give because God, this brother gives because God is testing his faith. This brother right here gives because he know God gave him resources just for the express purpose of giving it away. So watch this. This brother right here is a giver. This brother right here is a resource center. So instead of saying, God, I, I, I want to be the one to give, I say, God, make me the men. That you use to give in to other people's bosom as a response to their obedience of faith. Can somebody say amen to that? Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, sir. I, I told y'all, my wife, she, she started doing something crazy. She started doing something crazy years ago. She saves money on purpose, y'all, waiting for God to tell her who to give it to. Saves money on purpose. This, this is... This is not tithe. This is not just an offering. This money is set aside, and I don't give this. I'm, watch this, watch this. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not pressured by sympathy stories because a sympathetic story will get me in trouble with God because this money is reserved for his voice, not for your sad story. That went over somebody's head. That went over somebody's head. And I'm going to help you in just a moment. Watch, watch this, watch this. Matthew 25, 14. Again, anybody getting blessed? <laughs> I'm getting blessed. Again, it will be like a man going, and by the way, this is Jesus. This is Jesus' parable. A man going away, going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags. So here's my hypothesis. I believe that, yes, God blesses givers, but he blesses wise stewards in a greater way than he would bless somebody who just gives. So it actually takes both legs. It's not just one or the other. It takes both of them working together. 16 says, look at this. The one who received five bags, because he stewards well, he got five more. The one that had two bags gained two more. The one that received one, he was unwise in how he managed. You don't even understand. He might have been complaining that he didn't receive five when Jesus was testing him with the one because he knows that's only what you can handle. 
19 says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. You do know Jesus has a right to ask you what you, do, what you did with your money. Based on my study of end times, everybody is going to be judged. Everyone will have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And in that judgment seat of Christ, I, I believe that, that there are at least three elements that you'll be judged on. Time, talent, and treasure. What did you do with the time God gave you? What did you do with the gift set that he gave you? And what did you do with the resources that he channeled through your hands? Based off this parable, because this is an end time parable. So the servant asked him to give an account. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I just want to, if I can, let's see, what slide is that? 33, got gotcha. you. I just want to throw this out there. Um, do I have it? Nope, I deleted it. Yep. Yep. I put a slide in here. Um, Dave Ramsey, I was uh, listening to his uh, material, and um, he said that the average, the average family, and, and of course average, that's broad range, broad spectrum of people that you kind of uh, calculate together. He said the average income for um, a family is $48,000. Forty-eight. That's what he said. Forty-eight thousand dollars. For some of you guys, that's that's a little high. For some of you guys, that's way low. Uh, but average, forty-eight thousand. This is what I did. I multiplied forty-eight thousand, not including raises, not including extra money on the side, just forty-eight thousand dollars per year. Times forty-two, which is age twenty, a person normally starts working. Sometimes before that, I did. To age sixty-two when they retire, that's forty-two years of working. $48,000 is a little over $2 million. I believe that if God gives you $2 million at the end of your life, he has the right to ask you what you did with it. Amen. Amen. Yes. And yes, the, uh, the women's conference, it will be December, the month of December. And I um, just wanted to remind you guys of that. Hey, sweetie, how you doing? I love you so much. I um, took care of all of the announcements. And my wife, she will be ministering next Friday in Moss Point. And I uh, just wanted to make sure that you guys were reminded. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's get to our texts. Amen. <laughs> Verse number 20 says, the man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said. You entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. Look, look at what he responded. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God just doesn't bless the giver, but he blesses the faithful steward as well. He says, you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of how many things, y'all? Many. 22 says, the man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. I have gained two more. Again, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many. 24, then the man who had received one bag of gold became master. He said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered. So I was afraid and went, I didn't invest it. I didn't manage it well. I just, I just buried it. Look what he says, verse number 26. He says, you wicked and you lazy servant. He, this is Jesus confronting a guy who didn't manage money well. 
wicked and lazy. What's wicked? Your heart is not in the right place. Lazy, you didn't do what you could have done. Wicked, heart not right, man. Lazy, you could have did more. You chose not to do it. For whoever, ooh, now, now 29 is crazy. For whoever has will be given more. They will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away. 28 says, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Somebody shout, that's not fair. Come on, come on, say it's not fair. Because watch this. The, the dude that got, that had two bags, now he has four. Guy that had five bags, now he has ten. The one with one, he messed it up. So me, this is just Greg. If I'm going to bless anybody, I'm going to try to make this thing a little bit equal. So I'm going to take the one from the one, and I'm going to give it to the one who has now four. Why? Because the one who has five, he got enough. Uh-uh. Jesus says, take the one from the one, give it to the one that has five, yeah, ten. And, and, he, and, and this, is what, this is how he clarifies it. He says, whoever has, whoever has, somebody shout whoever has. Okay. Now, now, that statement, just the plain text, it feeds the common statement that we hear in America, the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer. And so it kind of makes me angry because that, that ain't fair. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have, will be taken away. You know what he's saying? He's not saying who, he who has more money. Let me go, let me go, let me go. Y'all making me work hard. The more effective the system, the more God gives you. The reason he gave the one that had 10 the extra one is because he had a better management system than the one that had two, than the one that had one. So I'm telling you, your blessings might be limited not because you're giving or not giving, but it might be limited because God says, I know I can't trust you with more. So watch this. 18, 17 years, 17 years old in the house. Pop come in. Yeah, I'm 17 years old. Uh, Pop come in, 2 o'clock in the morning after graduation night. Pop says, son, I need to talk to you. There's three areas in my life that I've been struggling literally all of my life. Talk to me, dad. The first area he mentioned, he said finances. Didn't make sense because my dad is a giver. Not only was, is my dad a matter of fact, my dad, he's so crazy. I was on the phone with him last night. We're, we're going to a... Um, uh, appreciation celebration and he says son I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it but I just want you to know I'm sending a big seed <laughs> the way he said it I wanted it to be my birthday <laughs> you understand big seed and when he say big that mean big but so, so for my dad to say I've been struggling all my life don't make sense because he's a giver not only is he a giver when I see it, all the stuff that we've had I didn't like nothing growing up. Doesn't make sense. He wasn't saying, it wasn't about me giving. It wasn't about me receiving blessings from my giving. I didn't faithfully manage what God blessed me with. And because I wasn't a faithful steward, it capped my levels of blessing. So 17 years old, 
I want to do right. I want to do better because I got, watch this, I got big vision. Not just big vision for this church. I'm talking about for my life personally. I got big vision, and because I got big vision, it's going to require big paper for me to fulfill the things that I see, that I believe God is showing me for my life. So I don't need to be the one talent guy. I don't need to be the two talent guy. I actually need to be the five talent guy. But the five talent guy is not rested upon God's shoulders. It's actually rested upon my shoulders because what differentiated the one, two, and five was not God's favor or his like or dislike. It was based on what they were able to manage. So if I want more, I got to be able to handle more. So God blessed me just from the start. If I wasn't married to my wife, I would hire my wife to manage my books, my personal books. I'm serious. If I wasn't married to her, I'd hire her to run my stuff. So that's the first thing that God blessed me with. And I thought that was the key because I want to, this, this is what I want to, I want to actually give you the key to faithful stewardship because watch this, here it is. Here's my question. If this is true, God blesses general, generous givers, but he greatly blesses wise stewards, how can I become a better steward? So I see he blessed me with my wife, but that wasn't enough because it just wasn't on my wife, it was me. So I started personally educating myself. Every financial class that I could personally take from, from Financial Peace University to all, uh, fin books on finances. If you look at my old library, my old library, I have, I can't tell you how many books that I have on investing, saving, all kind of stuff because I wanted to educate myself because I realized the, more I, the better I could handle, the more God going to give me. So I did that, and it made me better, but that wasn't the key to stewardship. This was the actual key I'm getting ready to give you that was a game changer, not just for my finances. I'm done. It was a game changer for my entire life. It's right there in the text, 2514. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them whose goods. That was the missing component. That this plastic that's in my wallet that's connected to my bank account, it actually don't belong to me. I thought the 10 was his. But actually, Let me tell you why this mindset is the game changer. My wife and I, we went out of town. Actually, the whole family went out of town, and we, we stayed in one of those um, Airbnbs. Is that what they're called? Airbnbs. And um, we had a great time up until the last day of staying there. You know why? Because my wife had developed a friendship and relationship with the lady we were written from. And so instead of us chilling up until the last minute it's time to go and going on about our business, we spent the last four hours cleaning up like we owned it. <laughs> 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 
she gonna hire somebody to clean it. No, we gotta, I'm, I'm talking about she was doing, she was doing stuff we don't even do at our house. It's gotta be clean that good. Here, here it is. When, when you, when you, when you a steward over somebody else's stuff, you actually treat it better than you would your own stuff. At least once a year, some, something happens with my car, I gotta borrow one of my buddy's car, and this is what I always do. If I borrow your car, I'm gonna always put more gas in it. And you're gonna be extremely blessed if, if you like laugh and you put it on E, leave it on E and give it to me. <laughs> you walk away with a full tank of gas. Because when you have a relationship, a connection with somebody, and you realize what you have belongs to them, you always want to do better by it than you would even your own stuff. So God says the problem with your money, the problem with your life, is that you actually think what you got is yours. And it don't belong to you. All of it belongs. It all belongs to you. <laughs> Let me get this before somebody say it belongs to me. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Lord's. <laughs> Watch this. Uh, my wife and I, when we were at the conference, um, Gary Chapman, he uh, gave this, uh, I mean, just a perfect illustration that I want to share with you guys. Um, and then I'm going to close. Uh, he used this illustration. He says that this is a picture of an unbeliever, somebody who have not submitted their life to Christ. Uh, self is on the throne. Christ is outside of their life and the interests are directed by self often resulting in discord and frustration this is what an unbeliever's life looks like they call in all the shots they run in their lives and you can tell they run in it because it's all out of order so what happens is when you give your life to Christ the picture looks more like this Christ comes into your life and he sits on the throne as Lord. You take yourself off the throne and he starts organizing things and putting them where they're supposed to be. I, I pose the question sometime, is he the book or the bookshelf? Is he a, the book or a book on your shelf? Because if he's a book on your shelf, that means that when life gets tough, you pick up the God book. When everything good, you put it down. But if he is actually the bookshelf, that means he arranges all the subjects in your life. And there's some stuff he just takes off the shelf and some stuff he puts on. So this is a picture of a believer that submitted to Christ. But this is a picture of a, what sometimes we wind up looking like. Christ is in our life. He is in our life. You are saved, but you're back on the throne. And because you're on the throne, finances out of order, marriage out of whack, everything is just chaotic. So here's the key to true stewardship. Do I recommend Dave Ramsey? Absolutely. Do I recommend other financial courses I've taken? Absolutely. But this is the real key. When you come to the place in your life where you say, this, the money that I have is actually not my money. It belongs to him. 
you don't know what freedom that actually gives you. Uh, several years ago, I was praying. We had, <laughs> we had five kids in a three-bedroom house. Five kids. Now, that works when all your kids are small. When they get tall and lanky like Greg Jr., <laughs> it becomes an issue. So my kids, they get, I'm talking about grown, grown. So I prayed and I asked God, I said, God, I need a bigger house. Bigger house. The house next door to where we were living came available. And um, everything just worked out. Just I'll give a testimony about it some other time. I prayed and God opened this door. So watch this. Now, finances that he's given me goes to bills he created. So now, just like I don't worry about the money that he gives me, I don't worry about the bills he made. Because he always makes a way. Now, I only worry when I create bills because when I create bills, because I just had to have the one that, that was like this. When I create bills, then, then I have to worry. But when he creates the bill, he always takes care of it. So it's more than just learning how to budget, balance, keep record, come up with percentages of what goes where, how much goes. But ultimately, he wants to be the Lord. And it's not just over your finances, it's literally over your life. It's over your life. Hmm. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, there are just a couple of things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, if this ministry has impacted your life in any way and you'd love to help us to continue to impact the lives of others, go to our website, empowerthecity.org and select Give Now. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. We'll see you next time.